Tyler's uh, camping on what he and his friends like to refer to as Penis Island. What? (laughs) Oh my god, what is Penis Island? Where is Penis Island? I have no idea. I think it's up north somewhere. And um, How did they discover Penis Island? uh, (laughs) Oh, our song, our song, our song. Um, Yeah, I'm going to start this off. Are you ready to, to do this? Mm-hmm. We're gonna launch this sauce sauce episode of now. It's a spirit seventy-seven. Would you come on in? We're about to begin. You know Even though Tyler's on penis island. <laughs> Maya, I can't believe that. Well, I can believe that they have a place called Penis Island. (laughs) (laughs) That's classic them. Oh gosh, who all is involved in this? I need to know. Um, it's like five guys. Hold on, let me count in my head: one, two, three, four five guys and i think one guy um is bringing his dog harrison's here at home we already had our like northern woods and it's it's like full camping right yeah like tent camping i feel like how long do they go how long does he go to it um i think he'll be back monday okay um so it's just me and harrison we're just chilling living our, our best lives that seems kind of nice. Yeah, I think I've had enough of the woods for mm. right now. Well, as you know, I just got back last night from my big adventure up north. Do you feel better now? Well, I do feel better. And it was actually weird because I... So Cook County is where we were. And that's only one of the only two counties in Minnesota that haven't had any cases of COVID. Is that where they cut the tree down? Yeah. To keep people out? They, yeah. <laughs> so revisit the story from last week about cutting the tree in the road. <laughs> but anyways, it was just like, it was so nice to ha- to not have to even think about coronavirus once. Mm. And it was just our cabin and us on the lake and like our boat. And it was just like so nice. And then... I didn't even realize how great it felt with that from that standpoint until yesterday when we were coming back. Well, first of all, to try to go anywhere during this pandemic, like for example, when you're driving, yeah, like places aren't open, the insides of places aren't open. So to try to go to the bathroom and then, so to try to do a drive-through when you have a big ass boat and a trailer, <laughs> It's also not easy. So it's like, it's like, um, that's just annoying thing. But anyways, when we came back yesterday, we stopped at this drive through and we like the thing, it was like instantly we were like, oh yeah, COVID, you know? Cause it was like, we couldn't go in. We had to go through the drive through. We had to do this fancy maneuver. You said it like get- it's a, a, someone who showed up at a party who you invited, but you really didn't want them to come. That's exactly it. Like it was like, oh, we're not 
not done with this yet. Like, I don't know if I thought going up to the week and then mm-hmm. I would come back and it would be done. The global pandemic would be done. Yeah. But it just honestly yesterday made me realize how, like, oh, I was like, this just reinforces my idea of I don't I still just don't want to go anywhere. If I have to wear a mask, I just don't want to go anywhere. You know, because it's just like I'm just like not into it at all. So it's funny because I was like, wow, this is okay. We're back. We're back into I don't know. Today, I'm just wishing I lived in in that cabin in the woods, you know, but But Murphy came with and our dog and he had the best time ever. He's not been able to ever do anything like this. And so he was like, not really. I mean, we've never really taken him on a trip. And then we also, the only cabin he's been to was my um, Warren's parents lake home, which was more of like a fancy house on a lake. Okay. And he didn't, he wasn't able to just like be free and run free, but Mm -hmm. like, this was so cute. Like I got so many pictures of him. I felt like I was like an infant mom. Like he was just so living his best life. It was so cute to see him enjoying the cabin. Oh, the For- boat. Forrest like, Murphy. Every- yeah, he loved it. So that was fun. Yay. Um, well, you know, today is a a big holiday that I consistently forget about because my dad's dead. But... <laughs> Yeah, that'd be Father's Day, (laughs) as I just sent my dad a text this morning and was like, your gift is on the way, which he doesn't care anyways, but you know, I did put a post on Facebook, but yeah, Father's Day, Maya, what's the big plan for Father's Day? Um, Well, since my my dad exists in in another dimension now, Mm -hmm. usually we would go to um, have dim sum to celebrate his memory. Well, that's not an option right now because oh right okay. restaurants. Because I was gonna say I thought you still did that, but yeah, again, once again, COVID. clearly I've forgotten. They don't have COVID. outdoor seating at the dim sum place in the parking lot of the yeah. DoubleTree. So, yeah. um, I am, however, producer Tyler um, also I think forgets about Father's Day, so he had planned this trip, so he is not in town. Yeah. So I'm going to go ha- uh, have Pizza Farm with with Tyler's dad and his mom and um, his family. Nice. And we're going to Pizza Farm it up. And if you don't and know. Have what... you been to that place yet, Maya? I haven't been. I've never been to a Pizza Farm. Me neither. And I'm excited to hear about it. Maya, tell, tell the class what it is. <laughs> well, I have wanted to go to. I think we tried to go to a Pizza Farm and then like failed miserably. We just like drove around and it was fine. And we went to a winery. Anyway, um, probably better. <laughs> pizza farm is a concept where it's like a farm, and it's not usually like a super duper agricultural farm that you would think like they have a thousand cows, and it's it's smallish farms, but there's they still, grow pizzas there. Yeah, they grow pizzas. Well, they do use the produce and the whatever they grow on the and the livestock, whatever they grow on the farm to make the pizzas. And so it's usually like an outdoor oven type situation. And then what you do is you order your pizza outdoors and then they give you the pizza and then you bring your own. It's like bring your own everything. Bring a blanket. Bring a chair. Bring mm-hmm. a plate if you're that kind yeah. of person. And um, so and bring your own beer. Like bring your if own. If you're everything. that kind of person that needs a, <laughs> to civilize, that needs a plate. I don't. But I don't either. My mom would. Yes. Got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> bring a fork if you're that kind of pizza eater. <laughs> right. Fork pe- people. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. And then I think the rest of the day I'm just going to work on the yard by myself. I'm going to go come, crawl back into my hole that is my home and uh, not talk to anyone. Yeah, I think that um, pizza farm thing sounds so lovely because I love pizza and I love farms. So what's not to like? I know. if Pizza is one of those foods, you know, when people are always like, if you only had to eat one food for the rest of your life. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of doing that anyway. Like I'm already right. <laughs> eating pizza like constantly. Pizza is so, just so good. It is. It's good in all its forms. Um, except for Connie's pizza. We don't like that frozen pizza in our house. Oh, I don't know. I've never tried that one. Don't bother. Okay. Hot tip. We've um, been experimenting with different frozen pizzas lately. Oh, you have? Yes. Um, I can identify any frozen we pizza by taste. normally buy the same ones. Which ones do you get? Oh, really? Yeah. You might have to have a challenge. I've already had a blindfolded challenge. They made me not even be able to look at it at work. Whoa, Maya. Just That's by amazing. taste. Yeah, I was like, well... To see it also gives you a clue, too. You know what Red That's Baron true. looks like versus a Bellatoria. Yeah. Wow, Maya. You, yeah. Wow. I had no idea that you were such a... <laughs> pizza savant? Savant of uh, the pizza. What kind of pe- frozen pizzas do you guys get? Well, like I said, lately we've been trying different ones. We've been doing the California Pizza Kitchen, the mm-hmm. Freshetta. Mm-hmm. Um of course, you always have to have a good old Heggies in there somewhere are you, standing by. Are you familiar with 7th Avenue? Yes, I am. I like a 7th Avenue. Those are good. And lots of matzos. Those are good. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Big pizza talk here today <laughs> on sauce. Well, I was going to say for Father's Day, I just just to do like a little memory of my dad, Gurnham. You know what I thought of this morning? And I don't know why this popped into my head. But do you remember when um, you came over to my house when we were in high school? And my dad was just coming home from a function. And I think he was a little tuned up. That's and, my favorite Garnum, yes. And we were on our way out to a party. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we had been doing some pre-partying in my room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yep. what he said to you? Uh, I mean, no, not that specific time. Do tell. Um, remember when he told you that he had smoked pot, but only one time and it was in Europe in the seventies and it was a different time and place. Yes. And we were dying. (laughs) And this is the scenario. Okay. Let's, let's set this up for everybody. So Maya's, Maya's house, you walk in and it's like, she has like the one level and then a basement. So you walk in and you're basically like in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and then Maya's the bedrooms were like in the back of the house and then there's the living room. So Mm -hmm. if Maya and I were pre-gaming in Maya's room, (laughs) of course, at some point we had to do the big walk. And the idea I think would be like to just get out of the house. Yes. But then sometimes (laughs) if Gurnam and I had both been (laughs) pre-gaming, there could be some very much banter in the middle and Maya would be like standing by the door like kind of like come on <laughs> and I'd be standing there like blah, blah, blah. And Gurnam would be going on and on and like Maya would be just trying to get us out of there and, oh ugh, yeah my dad there was no pre or post game he was gaming all the time like he, <laughs> he never saw a drink that he didn't he he would turn down and so Sometimes we would walk right by and he'd be in the living room and he would just like not even 
Like, he'd be staring at the TV, wouldn't even, like... But then other times, yeah, he there had could the, be some banter. He had this habit of whenever I would go out, I would have to try to leave to go out, like, half an hour before I actually was going to have to go out because... Yeah. He would like be like, Where are you going so fast? And then it would yeah, be this exactly. whole he would give launch into a story about how he had to kill a chicken in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> growing up in Malaysia. And I was like, What does this have to do? Well, I, I just... and also the key with Gurnam too was if you didn't have like a it was best to have a very specific destination. If you were to tell Gurnam, <laughs> like, Well, we're gonna go get Kelly and then we're gonna do this or that and then we're gonna I mean it was like then you were sunk yeah you were sunk you had to be like we are going to a movie yes at Willow Creek yeah oh, okay have a good time but there would still be a story but like in the name of the were, movie yeah if you were given a like a three more than a two-step destination oh boy you yeah. were gonna get the lecture of point a to point b to point c to point b <laughs> I forgot about that yeah it was like okay where are you going and then it was like um, you are supposed to go from point A to point B, <laughs> not to point A to point B to point C, back to A, over to D, over to E, then to C. Yes. Yes. That's a, a your Gurnam impression is uh is on point. It's yes. yeah. That was. God, I kind of missed the like. It really infuriated me at the time, but I would like. I would... Hudson! <laughs> <laughs> I would love to get a lecture right now. It would be great. Yeah. Um, so oh I my gosh. What would Gurnam even say about the global pandemic? Oh. I would love to hear this. Amy, I don't know because, you know, he, even though, well, the, one of the reasons he used to grill us so much is he used to be a police detective um, in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And then he came here and he was just like a regular business guy. But he was one of those people, I think it's because he didn't grow up in America and, like, grow up in American politics. He was, like, one of those people that I don't understand who are independents that sometimes vote Republican and and very conservative and sometimes vote Democratic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he he watched a lot of Fox News, and I kept trying to explain to him, like, some of this is just opinion and... Now that you say that, it's going to go with my initial idea of what he would be saying. He was always really good, too, though. He would initially get bad information, and then he would, down the road, he would figure it out, and he'd be like, he he would have figured it out eventually, but he definitely... That's what I would have seen, but I yeah. would have loved to have heard him in the very beginning of COVID, like, saying about, like, how it's ridiculous and, like, what he went through. Like, you know he would have a crazy story of, yeah. like... When I was a boy, yeah, like I, some insane situation <laughs> that he had survived, like that's what I picture. Well, um, Tyler's dad, they their parents when they lived in South Dakota or was it North? Which one is? I don't know. It's one of the Dakotas. I always get it wrong, and I'm like, well, sorry. Um, they lived. They had a ca- uh, cafe, and then they lived. Their house was attached to the cafe, and one of them got the measles or scarlet fever. You know, one of those 
like 50s diseases where now there's yeah. even vac- vaccination. Yeah, like polio. Yeah. Like, so they yeah. had to be quarantined like for a really long time, the whole family. And I think they're, I can't remember if there's five boys or six boys. And they're just quarantined in this cafe. And they had to close the cafe and just like, how did, the, I don't know, I just imagined the mom. And then now we've all been sort of quarantined longer than that. I don't know how that would have gone. Anyway, yeah, my dad would have had a crazy story about some, some I don't know, a story probably inve- involving somebody and a, a disease and uh, how this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other, yeah, so... Happy Father's Day to Gurnham, wherever he may be. I hope he's having a G&T and playing a little golf. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm sure wherever he is, he is the uh, king of that town mm-hmm. and uh, runs the show. Yep, yep for sure. Um, My dad is in Florida and <laughs> he's doing good. He said he's been wearing a mask and he's been brushing up on his Spanish by watching Netflix in spanish interesting yeah like Like, what is he watching in spanish apparently like narcos and (laughs) no (laughs) well you don't know my dad and Jeannie. they watch what what i refer to as murder shows 24 7 (laughs) and what it is is it's the investigative channel whatever that is yes where it's nonstop murder shows. Yeah. Right? It's like Dateline NBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's and then my dad will be there. like, oh, oh, Aim, you got to see. I've seen, we've seen this one. It, da, 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 da. And I'm like. <laughs> You've seen it. Spoiler alert. It's only a half an hour show, dad. Can we just <laughs> like let it play out? Oh. Yeah. So he's been watching different shows on Netflix in Spanish. He's been wearing a mask when he goes out. Um, Let's see. He got a BMW convertible. So he's living that Florida lifestyle and just, What was the convertible that he had? Did he have a BMW convertible when we were kids? He had a BMW red um, 325 that was not a convertible, but it had Uh, a sunroof. Yes. That I sometimes got to drive. Uh, Yeah, I rode in that car with you. I think we got yelled at. We thought we were so cool in that thing. (laughs) When really we just looked like we were driving our dad's BMW, <laughs> which we were. <sighs> oh, well, I do have one animal report for you. Okay, cool. Um, there's a daytime raccoon that I see. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this little guy. He seems confused. I don't... A daytime raccoon. Daytime... That's gonna be the name of my next album. <laughs> That's me. I'm a daytime raccoon. I see him because I work in the podcast studio every day. Do you know doing my job from home? And sometimes I'll look out the window because you know you catch a little movement in the perif vision. And uh, yeah, I've seen this guy a couple of times a week. <laughs> For the last few weeks. And he just saunters across my yard and then disappears. Wow. He disappears somewhere in my neighbor's yard. And I'm like, ooh, I think he might be like living under the house. I saw him across the street and he crawled into the sewer one day. Wow. It was disgusting. I wonder if he's friends with Pizza Rat <laughs> from well, New York City. And then I got really nervous because the UPS man... <laughs> the UPS man was behind his truck opening up the, the truck and getting a package out 
and daytime raccoon just started running at him <laughs> and i was like oh no i should yell and then the the ups man saw him and daytime raccoon saw the ups man and then he turned and ran the other way and i was the like yes man was probably like never seen daytime raccoon a daytime raccoon <laughs> Maybe he ordered something from Amazon. Maya. Did you think of that? He's like, oh, my heartburn medicine's here. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Of course that's what he would order. Uh, so that's my animal report for... That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank um, you. I have one rant about pro-choice billboards in outstate Minnesota. Okay. Okay. So I have a very long time fascination with. You mean pro-life billboards? Yeah, sorry. I have a long time fascination with the pro-life billboards. Let's call them (laughs) anti-choice. Yeah, anti-choice billboards. Okay. So if you're in Minnesota, you're like living your life. And then there's a point where you get in the outer ring suburbs, just to the edge of the outer ring suburbs, Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden, all of these billboards start popping up and they're pro, they're (laughs) anti-choice. And okay, several things. Number one, the terrible, terrible graphic design makes me, makes me insane. Yeah. They look like they made it on, uh, what is that? MS Paint. Like, yeah, it's and so bad. The layout's always terrible. The font is terrible. The <laughs> colors are terrible for like being far away. It's like, hello, I can. Be- There's too many words. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There's always a picture of a baby, and it's always a terrible picture. <laughs> My favorite one that I saw yesterday coming back was a baby in a captain's hat. What? Yeah. <laughs> it said future captain or something. And then it was like eyesight starts at one day or something. It was just like <laughs> what does that have to do so... with it? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. This is what I. This is what I love about these. It had a nautical this not theme. A political, this is not a political <laughs> rant. This is literally just an attack on the billboards themselves. Like the design and like the concept. The design, the concept, the taglines. There aren't any. Like I'm like, what are we doing here? Like literally, future captain exclamation point. And then I say begins at one day. Like, what? <laughs> what are we saying here? Okay, and also, besides this, like, terrible font, terrible English. My favorite one is, um, what does it say? Born and unborn. It says, a baby is a baby. Born and unborn. <laughs> like, what are you saying? You couldn't have thought of anything more clever than so and there's no punctuation but sometimes there is punctuation and it's not right oh oh right this is the, oh yeah then we saw this one and my husband and i were ripping off of it for a good solid three miles real men love babies <laughs> <laughs> and my husband's like Aaron, my husband's like fake men <laughs> he's like fake men hate babies fake men we were going on and on Okay, real men love babies. And then my husband's like, so make sure you boss all your women around about their bodies. Like, like it's just so bad and so funny. Do they have, do okay. they, do, does everybody just make these on their own? Somebody's just like, yeah, I want to, because it doesn't seem like there's any sort of professional 
agency right. thought. No, there's not. There's not. And then my and then Austin goes, gosh, it's just like I can't believe they waste all their money on these. Like, is anyone changing their mind? And my husband's like, Yeah, of course. Like, how many people? You know, they're driving down <laughs> <laughs> and they see the future captain and they're like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> and also though i'm like no the problem is probably they're just taking money that's donated to them right so it's like people are probably thinking they're donating to the cause when really they're just paying for these terrible billboards but my other point is this that i thought of last night as i was going to bed they're in outstate minnesota yeah aren't they preaching to the choir already that's what i often think when i see those i i i'm like again we need to go back to marketing 101 okay (laughs) Who is our target audience? And where do they you're live? Just, where do they live? Mm-hmm. And you're just basically showing those people. So then people, they're probably like, yep, born and unborn. <laughs> yep, real captain. love babies. Captain, I want to see that, Captain. So like, anyways, that's all. I just had to just bring that up because I know I've brought it up. I've brought it up before on this show. And this has and been. it probably won't be the last time. This has been the first episode of Billboard Rant. Billboard Rants, yes. <laughs> Um, next week we'll be covering those billboards that you see from God. Uh, P.S. Why would an omnipotent being use a billboard to communicate with people? I'm just saying. Oh, yes. From God. <laughs> right. Oh, and then one I saw and I like literally looked at my husband and it was like the this is not abortion related, but it was like a, <laughs> it was the wave of your heartbeat. Right. Yeah. I can't. I'm a nurse. But I can't even think of it. So it's like the sinus rhythm. Yeah, so like the electrical signal, right? Yeah. And then then it shows a flat line. And then it was like, when you die, like, Jesus will be there. But it was like a scary (laughs) billboard. (laughs) And it was like black with red fonts. Oh, no. I was like, what? What are they seeing? I like the kinds of billboards that when you get further out of town, they like, they just seem insane, but they're really enjoyable. Like there's one for a gun club and it's a woman in a bikini who's not that good looking and then um but you know good for her and she has she has an ak-40 she has like some sort of like semi-automatic rifle i don't know it's i think i might have seen this yeah it's pretty it's been there for it's been there for a while yeah and the best is like of course they're like shitty billboards so that this is the other thing that's so funny they're not actually made like it's not like Clear Channel is producing these with like their quality vinyl. Mm-hmm. These suckers are put up; they're fading like shit, right? So then they're all faded, and they just look like shit. They look like they're printed on a bed sheet. It's just <laughs> right. not. It's not. We listen. Get your act together. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Billboard people. And I have one more thing to tell you, Maya. You do. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and I wonder if you've heard of it. So, Maya, do you know what a Zoomer is? A Zoomer? Is that one who uses Zoom? Uh, No, that is what we've now monikered our Generation Z. I don't like it. I knew you weren't going to like it. I wish I would (laughs) have said that in the beginning because I knew you weren't going to like it. I kind of like it and I knew you weren't going to like it. Why do you think I don't like it? That's just my first reaction. I'm trying to, like, figure out why I don't like it. Um... Because I can just hear you saying in my head, like, I thought you were going to say, that's dumb. It is like, I dumb. I thought you were just going to say, that's dumb. Um, I think, so, 
I don't know exactly why. I just imagined you not liking it. So it says a Zoomer is the newest use of the word, a member of Gen Z, the people born in the late 90s and early 2000s. The Zoomers follow the millennials who follow Gen Xers. Oh, they mentioned us? How nice of them to not leave us out like they usually do. Right. But I actually don't know. I think my son is going to be like one of those on the edge because he was born in 01 and this is early 2000s. So I guess he's a Zoomer technically. But anyways, I just thought I would update everybody. Oh, gosh. And then the second most popular question. Oh, never mind. Sorry. (laughs) I thought it was a Zoomer at Gen X. And I was like, of course, no one still knows what we are. Literally, when I went back to college and I was in college classes, they would never mention Gen X and I'd raise my hand and I'm like, don't forget about Gen X. And all the kids were like, what's that? What? What? How did and this I'm happen? I'm like, that's me. <laughs> How did this happen? I don't know. Mm. I do have some um, advice or some wisdom from Marianne this week. Oh, good. Uh, she... She told me about something that I was unaware of about how money is produced. Are you ready for this? Oh, okay. This is how money is produced. Okay. Money is produced by people spreading their wings, living their dreams, manifesting their God-given potential, being their creative and their productive best. (laughs) That's how money is produced. That's amazing. Spreading your wings, living your dreams. And potential. I was unaware of this. I don't think, I don't know if any of those things that I, and when I've done any of those things, money has been produced. Maya, (laughs) do you remember the simpler time when we were just like, each week, the biggest thing we had to talk about was like the Democratic Thunderdome? Yeah, I kind of miss those days. Uh, Yeah, me too. Um, actually though, again, back to zoomers to speak of the cool thing that they did this week. Do you want to hear what they did? Are we going to start calling them zoomers? I refuse. Okay. These kids, <laughs> guess what they did? Uh, they use TikTok. Yes. To troll Trump's campaign. And they went in and they did a bunch of like millions of fake tickets to the rally. Ooh. And that's why Trump, well, one of the reasons Trump's rally turned out to be just like a biggest failure ever. I don't know if you saw anything about that, but like no one showed up. I did see it, but I'm like, is it, is part of that because some people are like, "Eh, yeah, still, still worried about uh, getting, getting a disease. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think too. I think there's a lot that's going into it. I'm not like ready to just like put up the victory flag in the front yard because it's like, yeah, exactly. We're still in a pandemic and literally like six people from his crew tested positive yesterday. So it's like, that could have even like people might've been planning and not like, I don't know. I I'm worried for (laughs) all of those people that jammed into that arena. Um, Right. And none of them wore masks, of course. Right. Because somehow that's political. I don't know. I don't uh-huh. get it. I don't understand yep. anything. I just like Tyler. Well, Trump himself said that masks are now like a sign of like anti-Trump. <laughs> was I didn't? I'm. I was unaware. Everything in the world was about him. He's uh, frightening. Yeah, I think I'm just. 
I'm I'm going to see how I don't know how November is going to go. I did read about um so somebody who's having their primary is it Kentucky? Shoot, shoot, shoot. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up real quick, but somebody's having their primary and they have one polling place for this county that has 600,000 registered voters, one polling place. So stupid. Um so my husband and I were talking about this last night of how voting, like what in the world? Well, like, why is it such a shit show? Well, it's by design right now. Yeah. Like, right. They have an excuse to first of all, they're not letting people vote by mail or they're disputing it or who knows. And then second, they're like, hey, uh, we can just close polling stations and make it real hard for people to vote, especially people who don't have transportation. Yes. Uh, are poor. And also. Right. So that's why I'm like, I don't care what the what his approval rating is. I'll believe it when I see it in November because of all this other stuff. Um, I can't find the article. I'll find it. Uh, post a link. I mean, I know in Georgia when they did their polling, they waited like some people were waiting like four hours, which is ridiculous. I just don't understand how they're going to get 600,000 people to vote at one place. That's just doesn't seem very safe. Or possible. Yeah, There's like only so many hours in the day. Yeah, I think this is, I think it's Kentucky. Oh, of course. Um, and that's the big uh, Mitch McConnell race, which is like, I'm tired of him and his turtle face. Anyway. I just requested my absentee ballot yesterday. Good job. For both elections, primary and real. <laughs> real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to clear my throat really quick. I have okay. something in there. I'm going to say something too. So <laughs> right now, honestly, after being away for the week, all I want to do is go back to the woods because this is just a lot to, to like come back, this re-entry into this world. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's when tough, I came back, but... I was super productive on Monday and um, I did some like positive work this week. That's yeah. like outside of work and for, you know, working towards contributing to ending this horrific system that we have created yeah. and participate in. And I just felt like it was a good week. Good. It's probably unsustainable because, again, I'm at home every day by myself. I and thought I, you guys were going back to the office. You're not. We're halvesies. So like two oh, people are it. in Sorry. the office and, and three okay. of us are at home. And I thought about going into the office last week, and then I saw an article where it was like, "There's a spike," and yeah. and so I'm just so I'm trying to slowly like I went to the Menards the other day mm-hmm. to get um I wanted to get some tomato cages, and they didn't have any, and so I got some dirt and some plant plant. I just got some gardening shit. And so yeah. and I had my mask on because they require masks. And then I went in. I had my plan. I went. I was in and out. Yeah, I need to do some gardening this week, so that will keep maybe keep me busy. They said I also have a lot of work to do, so that's good. There's a article. I didn't read it. I only read the headline, but it says like dirt, like touching dirt actually decreases depression. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. 
Yeah, so... I'll go out and roll in some of that dirt. Get in that dirt. I was going to say get in that dirt, jerk, but that doesn't sound nice. (laughs) Can I tell you what I've been watching? Yes. Okay, I've been watching, so I did finally relent, and I've been watching The Last Dance. Okay, And, and... Um, it's good. I like it. I knew, I knew that I was just resisting it for no reason because sports, but it does, it covers like the time in my life where I was watching a lot of basketball with my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because my dad didn't really like talk to us as people. Right. He wasn't the best parent for children. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a great parent as an adult sort of in a way, like he was just more, that was his deal. He was not for children. Anyway, so the only way that he would really talk like or engage is when I would sit and watch basketball with him. He would just talk about the game and tell me all about basketball and da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's it's very sad. But that was, that was our thing that we did together. So just thinking about like, you know, Scottie Pippen and Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson and... Mm-hmm. Kareem and all of these people that when I was a kid, Bill Lane Beer. I forgot about Bill Lane Beer and I was like, oh, I forgot about you, Bill. Um, Clyde the Glide Drexler, he was there. And I was yep. like, oh, this is bringing me back to sitting in New Hope on the couch and watching basketball with my dad. So it was pretty cool. I also like, like the music's really good in it. And I think that the way they mm-hmm. use music, like there's one montage where it's Michael. And I think it was like Michael dunking or some kind of montage, action montage of playing. And it was Prince's Party Man, you know, from uh, the Batman soundtrack. Yeah. And it was like perfect song for him. Yeah. And then for- and perfect for that time, too. Yeah. And then Dennis Rodman, they used the Beastie Boys, uh, the maestro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, that's so perfectly suited, you know, because he's like yeah. the alternative bad boy of basketball. And it was just this, I don't know. I That took me off guard, too, the music, the cool music placement. Because I'm, I've been watching it sort of in passing. Like, it's been on, and I've been just, like, everyone around here watched it. And, like, I would hear a song and be like, whoa. Yeah. And then I would look, and I was like, wow, that's awesome. Like, I, I, I loved how they used music. The too. music's good. So I'm, I'm, it's approved so far. I didn't realize. I thought it was just a movie, and it's a series. And it's taking yeah. me a long time. Yeah. It's um, interesting, though, because as a kid, I didn't really... It's fun to hear all the behind the scenes of what was happening. Yeah. Because, yeah. of course, we grew up in Michael Jordan's, like, era, like, his height. So it was just, like, Jordan, 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 and the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know any of the backstory, so that's kind of interesting to hear. I don't know. Like, when I was watching basketball, so that would be my, like, elementary school years, um, it was more about the rivalry between... LA and Detroit like the Detroit Pistons and the LA Lakers and that rivalry so I don't know but I I think Jordan's like a little like Jordan would be my sister Melissa had like a Michael Jordan poster yeah yeah so that's more I feel like her era of basketball I think by that time I had just like stopped playing right I'd moved on yeah um um Actually, too. So I was watch. I've been watching Jeffrey Epstein's documentary. Okay, do tell. I don't think I can well, watch it. Well, it's so I didn't know anything about Jeffrey Epstein at all. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I knew the headlines, but I didn't know. I'd never really heard of them until I, until this all started to go down. So it's really interesting um, just to learn about him. One of the first things I, when I saw his face, like back in the day, I was like, I can see why he got away with this all. He's like so handsome and you can tell he's just one of those guys that's like, it just, it's like, oh man, recipe for disaster. But honestly, for me, the biggest thing that was, that is so sick about it is his woman accomplice. Mm-hmm. She, to me, is the, like, I, he's a monster. I'm not saying he's not a monster. Like, he's a monster. But I'm not surprised by, like, a skeezy sex monster man. That's not that's not surprising. A powerful, charismatic sex monster man. Turns That's out there around. were more than we knew about. There's, it seems like everybody's Shit a ton. sex monster these days. Right. But this woman yeah. is like, whoa, she is a, like diabolical. Hmm. She's like accomplice. I mean, it's like unbelievable. I mean, I didn't understand. Like, I thought I didn't really know much about her, but I thought maybe she just like like, oh, maybe this, like, psycho woman helped find these girls. But it's like, oh, no, she was, like, intimately involved in the, eh. it's just something really wrong with that woman. And she's gone. Like, she's, no one knows where she is. She, they, she's believed to live somewhere where she can't be extradited somewhere in the world. Pretty, it's pretty hard to disappear in the modern world. So that's, that. That sounds a little hinky to me. They'll find her, but like I obviously think that if she's somewhere where she can't be extradited, then I don't think there's anything they can do. But like, dang, she's psycho. <laughs> Seriously, is that, psycho. Is, is that your review? <laughs> yes. 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 Um, well, I'm just I'm just watching light things. <laughs> I know, I don't know why I'm into more darker things, but, you know, I have been watching The House, Real Housewives of Potomac. Interesting. And I haven't watched that franchise, and honestly, in just my my um, my quest to, like, just listen to black people, like, mm-hmm. that's my goal these days, just to let, try to listen to black people, like, mm-hmm. in entertainment, in books, in social media and anything and i was like you know what why have i never watched this specific franchise not sure so i've been watching that and it's been lovely i'm really enjoying it that's i'm not a real housewives fan that doesn't surprise me (laughs) i love them i love it um i've been watching also padma lakshmi uh Mm. the of top chef fame um, mm-hmm. And also my idol, who I want to be when I grow up, uh, mm-hmm. has a brand new show on Hulu. Every time I say it's on Hulu, people go, oh, am I the only person that has this? No, we have Hulu. Okay. So what is her show? I'm her, excited. Her show is called Taste the Nation, and she travels all over America sampling American food, but doing it from the point of view of like immigrant food as American food. Oh, cool. Yeah, so the first episode, she goes to the border in El Paso, and she has tacos. And um, it's really, really good. It's a great show. And then uh, she goes to Milwaukee, and she it's all about wieners. It's all about wieners in Milwaukee. Wow. Sausages, wieners, <laughs> German, German culture. 
um, beer. So that was good. And then the third episode that I watched was uh, She Goes to Queens. And there, apparently there's a little India in Queens, which I am shocked wow. that I didn't know about. So they go into this store and I'm losing my mind because I'm like, oh, I have to do this the next time I'm going to find this store. So there's this, um, there are these Indian desserts that I love. The, my favorite is called Barfi. Burfi, Barfi. Depends on where you are, how you say it. But uh, it's freaking delicious. It's kind of like a cross between a cookie and a, and a, and a, what's that called? It's kind of like, it's not like fudge and it's not like a cookie. It's delicious. And then there's another one called Glob Jamin that's kind of like a donut hole that's just like covered in a sweet syrup. And so she gets both of those and then they get pakoras. They got all this Indian food and I was just like, I want all of the Indian food. Um, And they get dose. Um, And she, it's a really good episode because she talks to the best conversation in it is with, uh, what's his name? Preet, uh, what is his name? Preet Barara. He used to be uh, the U.S. attorney until he got fired by the current administration. Oh, geez. Okay. And he is pretty awesome at, like, he prosecuted a lot of the um, the mob families and prosecuted a lot of people for uh, political corruption. So all around cool guy, Indian American. And nice. they had a, a conversation about, you know, being Indian in America and what it's like to grow up that way and um, your parents being immigrants and food experiences. And then Padma said something that made broke my heart and made me so sad. I couldn't even believe it. She said when she was in high school, she wanted to be, you know, more American. And so she switched school. When she switched schools, she changed her name from Padma to Angelique. Oh, I know. First of all, uh, Angelique. Tragic. I know. It's really sad. Wow. So, yeah. I just was like, oh. Uh, well, thank goodness she's now out there doing her thing and being herself. Yeah. So the Indian food. It's a really good show. I highly recommend. Everybody should. Okay. I like food shows. Yeah, me too. I'm going to check it out. They're very relaxing. I'm kind of worried right now. Can we pause for a second? Because this, the battery's low on this one computer, and I'm afraid we're going to lose everything we just did. So hold on one second. Oh, we're back. We're and back. we're back. Sorry about that. No problem. I think that uh, if we're all good to go, I think we're at a natural stopping point here. Well, I did have one more segment. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Go. Do you want to review a book we've never read? Yep. Um, of course. Have you heard of Dirty Rocker Boys? No. Okay, it's... <laughs> It's, I've already got you with the title, don't I? Uh-huh. Um, it's a book called Dirty Rocker Boys written by Bobby Brown. Not oh. not Bobby Brown, the uh, musical s- superstar Okay. that was married to Whitney Houston. Not that Bobby Brown. Not the Bobby Brown that does makeup. 
Okay. Bo- Bobby Brown of the Cherry Pie video fame. Oh my god. Remember her? A girl? Yes. <gasps> the the woman in the Cherry Pie video. Yes. Warrant. Oh my god, Maya. Tell me everything. She wrote a book and it basically okay. is just like every story about every musician, yes. actor, everything. Yep. Leonardo yep. DiCaprio's in it. Oh, Pamela yes. Anderson's in it. Okay. Motley Crue, Warren, everything. Okay. And it's just telling tea. What do they say? Spilling tea? I don't know anything now. What did the kids say? Yeah, spill the tea. Yeah, she's, yep, spill she's the tea. just telling everything. Okay, yep. I need to read this. I'm going on Amazon right now to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... This is five. This is two thumbs up. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> Definitely mandatory summer reading. Um, what can I? I can't say any be- any more better things about it. Yeah, I think this is going to be the highlight of my summer. <laughs> Dirty Rocker Boys. Yes. <laughs> the title alone is worth reading it. I'm going to say approved. Approved. Yeah. So that's all I've got. Okay. Well, everybody, go out and get, get that book. Oh my God, even the cover is good. Oh, yes. I knew that you would like this. This is great news. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great follow up reading from my I'm with the band Confessions of a Groupie by Pamela DeBar that I read. Oh, I got to get that one too. I'm that... actually halfway through it. I'm going to go find that right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to finish this podcast first? Yeah, let's do that. What did let's we learn? It. What did we learn this week? Um, we learned that sometimes you just need to go into the woods and forget about this dumpster fire of 2020. <laughs> yes. Um, and that also. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> to all the fathers. Uh huh. Even the ones that are dead. Good with their kids. <laughs> Or are dead. All the fathers. And Pizza Farm is a great idea. I can't wait for the full... I want the full review. So please enjoy the Pizza Farm today through the lens of you are professional reviewing the experience. I will do that. I I will consume this pizza and experience with the utmost journalistic intentions. Great. And report. We're going to need a full report. Thank you. All right, have a good day. You too. High five. Bye. High five. (laughs) Bye.